The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. Welcome along, this is episode 186 of the Boys of Tech for Monday the 1st of October 2012. My name is Edwin Herman and I'm joined over Skype by our most regular panellist. His name is Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Well, I'd just like to, um, you know, thank the cornflake makers of the world because they're what keep me regular. <laughs> what about what about uh, thanking friends and family? Isn't that what they usually do? And, and wipe the tear. From oh the yeah, eye? but I'm not. A, I'm not receiving a prize. And you only you only do that if you're receiving. A oh, okay. Prize. All right. So this is just your your intro. Um, this is just my acknowledgement of the um, cereal manufacturers of the world and keeping me regular. You know, cornflakes are really good. <laughs> I I have cornflakes twice a day. I have them for breakfast, and I have them last thing before bed. I don't know if that's really? normal, but I, that's what I do. Probably not. But then when have you been? What, yeah. normal? Yes. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the show. The first story up this week is MySpace. Now, you what? M- MySpace? I thought we had that funeral ages ago. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you could, you could be forgiven for thinking it was all but dead. But in fact... It is going through a complete makeover. And i tell you what, I've looked at the sneak preview. I hope, have you done the same as well, Brett? Have you had a look at the sneak preview? No, no, I haven't. I haven't had interest in MySpace in a very long time. They've, they've published a <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, look, I don't particularly either, but I couldn't resist. I watched the video, you know, the sort of promo video that's My, that MySpace have done to showcase the new look and feel that's coming. It mm-hmm. is... Really, really good. It, it is very post PC, if you like, very tablety. It looks really, really nice. You got to check it out. It is, it is really good. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think one of the things that uh, you know, it kind of was very tired, even though it, it um, they revamped it. I think already three times now. It, it's still tired. Mm-hmm. And I think this refresh is the biggest refresh. It's not just a a new brand. It's a whole new way things work and things scroll over and roll over from the side and move up the pay. It's it's beautiful. You've got to see it. I can't do this justice by describing it. So they've put some actual effort into user interface design for, oh, their, absolutely. for their redesign. It's not just changing all of the letters to be aligned and of a slightly different sans serif font and with just ever so slightly tweaking the colors of them. Exactly. It's not like it, not it, like that no, last rebranding yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it is. No, this is a complete redesign. You know, it, you know how what Microsoft did with with Windows eight and uh, their mm-hmm. their tablet. Uh, you know, version? It's a metro. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Think like I mean, it, I'm not saying it looks like that, but what I'm saying is that that's the the sort of quantum leap, if you like, that we 
we're getting. Ah. So it is. Check it out, Brett. In your spare time, you, you I, well, I hope you'll you'll agree with me that it's look it's going to look good. Now, of course, MySpace has been battling declining numbers. Audience space, it is going down ever since it was sold. Yeah, but well, yeah, well, even well, oh, it's sold the first time Back in two thousand and five when it was sold for the first time. Yeah, it's to, like it got sold and then everybody left. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that was bad. Well, I mean, it was. Uh, well, I was going to say bad luck, but it's perhaps uh, one of those things. But you know, with one of the things they've said is they want to stay true uh, to their roots, and that is, it's going to be very music focused. So there's going to be things like you know you, you play- it's not as original roots. <laughs> they're gonna they're going to stay true to the roots of their first rebranding. Yeah, the very first, the initial one, the very first MySpace was, just was a, a social Facebook. network. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right. Then it went <laughs> sort of music based, didn't it? Yeah, because Facebook came along and took all their people. <laughs> but you know, it has been that way for a long time. It has had a, a music centric, mm. you know, concept for a yeah. long time. Even though it wasn't from day one, it was for a long time. Oh, definitely. And, and it's what people think of MySpace about. You know, yeah, yeah. It's what people think about when they think of MySpace these days. That's right. So, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see how this works in terms of whether it affects their numbers. As for those who already use MySpace, I'm sure, without a doubt in my mind, having seen this showcase video, there's no doubt in my mind that, that those users will love the new changes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's watch the space, no pun intended. <laughs> and move on to talk about Apple. Apple's map saga. Now, <laughs> oh, they finally officially apologized for their completely inadequate maps product. That's right. They did. They, in, in fact, they did. They said that they're going to improve maps. And they also said that you can try alternatives by downloading map apps from the App Store. And they suggest things yeah. like Bing, MapQuest, and Waze. Well, also, they've got a featured section now on the App Store, a featured section for, <laughs> for maps. other maps. Yeah, exactly, yeah, for, for other, maps. other map programs. Mm. It's like our map program sucks. Here are better ones. Try one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. Which is, on one hand, it's actually quite comical. It's, it's very funny. On the other hand, it's the right thing to do, and I'm glad they're acknowledging it and not just trying to ignore it or pretend it's a non-issue. So that's great. But it is, the whole thing is, is quite comical. It's, they're effectively, as you said, Brett, saying our maps are really bad. Use these ones. They're better. They're from other people. Yeah. So at least they've acknowledged <laughs> it, right? And At least they have acknowledged it. But it's really been a, a, a kind of a, a bad time all round for the, the launch of iOS 6 and the stuff that was included in it. Have you seen the stories going around with several different threads on Apple's discussion forums talking about some major Wi-Fi connectivity issues that people have been having with iOS 6? No, uh, no I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> people have been having intermittent disconnects, ones where it's not playing well with Netgear routers, slow speeds on what should be a fast connection. Oh, really? They've been having, yeah, quite a lot of issues with the iOS 6 release. It does. It sounds like it's other aspects of iOS 6 went through as much rigorous testing as the Maps app did. Which is not a lot, obviously. <laughs> Which is not a lot, obviously, yeah. Now, Apple, um, in terms of the maps, though, Apple have promised that they will work on them, they will improve them, and you know what? 
I actually believe well, that they will yeah. do a very good job eventually, you know, in time. They, they will make, they will make good. Sure? They will make Are good. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not going to go the way of the Newton and certain other things which Apple has produced and then gone, you know what? You know what? We, we didn't do that very well. We're going to stop doing that. But the Newton was good. What was wrong with it? I know it was, it, but they dropped it. Yeah, okay, right. But I, I and know, they've done that I, with a lot of other yeah, things see, where they've I gone, mean, we've, we've brought this thing out and then they've dropped it. So it's entirely possible that Maps might go, you know, <laughs> we can't fix it, we'll drop it. It's a possibility. It is, okay, we can't rule it out. It's a possibility. But I think Apple is going to do what they say they're going to do, and that is make a high-quality map application. It's a pity they couldn't do it at the beginning. Yeah, well, totally. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. <laughs> Absolutely agree with you there. They removed the best map app that currently exists from their phone to replace it with a app that is inferior to the inferior apps that already exist on the App Store. Now, you <laughs> know, it, it, it actually caught Google <laughs> by surprise because I think there's another year running uh, for the contract for Google to supply maps for you know the iOS platform, and so mm-hmm. I, I think Google knew at some point that Apple would go their own way and do their own maps because the two companies yeah. have become you know more and more you know, competing in more and more areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know I think Google knew this was going to happen, but I don't think they thought it was going to happen this soon. And, and in fact, uh, judging by the quality of the maps that Apple developed, perhaps it shouldn't have happened so soon No, it, it definitely shouldn't have happened so soon. <laughs> well, anyway, let's, uh, again, this is going to have to be one of these ones that we wait around uh, for a while for Apple to, to make good, and then we can uh, talk about it again on a future show and, and see what the new maps are like and see if it really does eventually live up to the quality of the products that you expect from a company like Apple. Now, speaking And of- see whether or not it, it gets fixed in time for us to care anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, the, the the thing is, if you're an iOS, you're an iOS user. I am. Are you running iOS 6? I am now on my phone. It's ever so slightly different. And I do miss the app for maps. I do miss the YouTube app too. Oh, I haven't downloaded. I haven't downloaded the the new Google YouTube app yet. Right, but you can get it. Right, it's still it's available for iOS six. Right. Yeah, yeah. Google has made a, a YouTube app available on the iTunes Store. Right. So what I was going to say was that iOS users, of course, will always care because they'll be hanging out for a map app, be it Google or or otherwise. They're going to hang out for mm, something. Yeah. I'm hoping Google bring out a map app. Yeah, well, there's speculation that but, they will. Uh, yeah, well, I can still at least use Google Maps on the web browser. Yeah, true, you can. One of the ones that Apple's actually suggesting is Bing Maps, which I thought was kind of interesting. Of course, they would definitely never suggest you go and <laughs> browse to Google Maps, not after they just ditched them. Well, no, no, they, no, well, actually, no, that's not true. They did say you can always continue to use Google Maps through your web browser. They have actually said that. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was in the message they sent out to users. Yeah. They, they did say that. So, <laughs> you know, they're not, you know. But it's not on their list. It's not on their list of alternatives. Oh, and the yeah, but that's because those are app suggestions. What you're talking about? Yeah, you're talking about uh, apps that they can download. They produce a list of apps you can download. But uh, in the, I would have thought they would have put that as a, one of their top suggestions. It's like, well, our map app sucks. Um, use Google through the browser. Yeah, but you know, Brett, it's not the same it's still as using, the better product. Yeah, but it's not it's the same <laughs> as using a, a an app, is it? 
Really? I mean, Not completely. it's a little bit clumsy. Clumsy, well, it's, it's slightly less elegant, let's say. But in any, yes. in, in any event, you can still do that. You can, you can use Google Maps on the, on the uh, Safari browser that's on the, on the iOS platform. Or, you or can any download other browser these, if you have replaced Safari with a different browser. Well, yeah, true. Or that. Like Atom, which is better. You reckon? <laughs> on the iPhone, yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I haven't used Atom. Now, speaking of Apple, Woz wants to become a resident of Oz, or a citizen, I should say, of Oz. <laughs> Woz the Oz. Yes, he wants, to, he wants to apply for, eventually, uh, Australian citizenship. He ah, says, good on him. Yeah, good on him. He says, I actually like this country and I want to become a citizen. I'm on the way to becoming an Australian citizen, and that's a little-known fact. Um, and of oh, course, good it, on him. Yeah, good on him. And Joining turns, a land of the free. Or one of them. Well, isn't Australia the one of the, what, the 51st state of US? Isn't, isn't that what they say? <laughs> it is getting that way. But fortunately, it still does have certain freedoms that the rest of America doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. He also says, who knows what will follow through in the next five years, but I intend to call myself an Australian and feel Australian and study the history and become, you know, as much of a real citizen here as I can. So good on you, was. Good on you, was. Now, it's a shame we don't have Cameron Colley or Alec Doughty on this week's episode because they are Australian. They're one of our regular mm. panellists. Uh, it be interesting to see what their thoughts on that was. Indeed. But anyway, there you I go. They're I was quite... In th- <laughs> Quite as thrilled as as you are for having was as a, a virtual neighbour. Yeah, the thing is, you know, I was kind of hoping that he'd make that he'd say do something like this for New Zealand because he's come to New Zealand a few times, a number of times already. Mm-hmm. And well, this way he, he can get the best of both worlds. He can still get really cheap flights to come over to New Zealand. Yeah, true, true. It's actually cheaper to go across the Tasman than it is to fly up and down the country, depending on your on the route you're going. Exactly, exactly. Which is crazy. I found that out myself. It's cheaper to go from Wellington to Sydney than it is to go from Sydney to Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, eh? It, it, it's very great. It's highly annoying. Very expensive plane tickets. So anyway, one of the reasons was, in case you're wondering, uh, apart from the fact that he likes Australia, and the other reason that's sort of drawing him there is the fact that they've got the National Broadband Network project. Mm, I- a good telecommunication infrastructure. That's that right. is what he's looking for. $36 billion is what's being spent by the Australian government. And the aim is to connect, I think, 93% of the country by 2021. Mm. So it's an ambitious idea. Uh, New Zealand has its own, of course, uh, its own uh, national yeah, broadband. Yeah, fast broadband. Yep. The UFB. Mm. All right, well, we might have Woz in Oz just uh, not far from here at, at some point. And of course, he might not move there permanently. He probably won't move there permanently. But uh, I'm guessing <sighs> it's going to be a second home to some extent. Mm. Although he may, re- well, he's already kind of retired, isn't he? Semi-retired. Yeah. Although he wouldn't use that term. No, he, he's um, doing what he wants. <laughs> that's right. That's how, yeah, Exactly. That's how you'd say it. Now, from Apple to Microsoft, it turns out that Hotmail was only ever encrypting the first 16 characters of your password, or only using those first 16 characters. So if you had a 20-character password, 
it wasn't necessarily any more secure. In fact, it wasn't any more secure than the first 16 characters of that. Mm. Well, you've got to think about it because there's two sides to this story. The first side is the fact that they only use 16 characters, but 16 characters is actually quite good when you're thinking in terms of password length, when your generic sort of password is generally about half that size. The point that you get some contention here is the fact that they didn't tell you it was 16 characters. Because you yeah. can make an incredibly difficult to guess and difficult to crack 16 character password if you know that you've got a 16 character password. However, if you think you've got a 30 character password or 32, if we're going to keep it in multiples of eight, a 32 character password, your first 16 digits might be really boring and just leading up to the complicated bit. So your first 16 could just be a couple of words that then lead into an alphanumeric and the whole thing might be a, a mnemonic which allows you to remember 32 characters for a password. But, but if it was using but all by 32... Not telling you, yeah, and if yeah. you were using all 32, you'd have an incredibly secure password. But because it's only using the first 16 and you didn't know it was only using the first 16, you basically have a incredibly easy... Well, not incredibly easy, it's still 16 characters, but a much easier to guess password. Yeah, look, I'd because have to, you put I'd have your to uniqueness agree. in the last 16. Yeah, I'd have to agree, so agree with you. It's on about, that. yeah, the, hmm. the, the point bit here, well, the pointed bit here is the fact that they didn't tell you. They should have said, right? Because you're right, yeah. 16. 16 is it, no more or less secure than a longer one. It's about the complexity, the uniqueness of the password. But as long as you know that those 16 characters is what needs to be unique, that's the point. Well, you know, longest is still more secure. It, it, they they both uniqueness longness it, with it, uniqueness. Both are both factors. So if you've got the same mm. kind of uniqueness, a longer one is going to take longer to crack. Simply because if you're doing yeah. a brute force algorithm, you're going to try two characters in three, four, five, you're going to step through like that. Yeah. So it's it's actually but the both. Point being, yeah, but most people won't remember very much more than that for a unique part. I'm talking a proper unique password with a mixture of case, numbers, and non-alphabet characters. Most people won't remember those. We'll have had to write it down somewhere. So you, you, want, a, you want to be careful with you know, enforced maximum or minimum limits for your password. It's about... Uh, I can't remember where I was going to now because I just explained it. <laughs> <laughs> The point being that the human brain is very unlikely to remember a long, complicated password, which is why long passwords tend to be simpler oh, than I see what short, you're saying. complicated yeah, okay. passwords. Yeah. Yeah. Point taken. So if you yeah. knew that you needed a 16-character password, you would come up with a quite unique 16-digit password because you could remember it. But a 32-digit password, a 64-digit password, et cetera, et cetera, those are much, much harder to remember as proper, secure, unique passwords. And so they tend to be just strings of words. Yeah, so if yeah. most people thought, like thinking of, I need to come up with a 32-digit password, they would come up with, they'd string a bunch of words together. But of course, and it, that's it does. where you get, the, that's where you lose the complexity of the password. Yeah, but there does so when you come put that 16-digit complex password and that 32-digit non-complex password together, they would quite possibly turn out to be equally easy to crack. Yeah, there does come a point where you can just use letters of the alphabet and so long as your password is long enough, it can be 
harder to crack than a shorter but far more unique with lots of punctuation in it. So mm, the, the I think I think the length would be quite a bit though. Oh, I don't if know. Well, at, I don't know. If you you're think, about at the a, think about a brute force. The, mm-hmm. you, you think about a brute force attack. The the combinations. Every time you, even if you know there are only twenty six characters used. So, say you say you suspect that it's only A to Z being used. You know that's twenty six to the power of, you know, sixteen for a sixteen character. One twenty six to the power of seventeen to the power of eighteen. That goes exponentially. Whereas if you've got, uh, say, more complexity, and so you go, well, lowercase and uppercase, that's now 52. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're talking 52 to the power of, in the example that I gave, about a shorter password. If you've just got, say, 16, 50, well, we can actually do the calculation if you really wanted. Uh, but, you know, 52 mm-hmm. to the power of 16, at some point, uh, 26 to the power of a certain length is going to exceed the number of possibilities than 52 or, or higher to the power of a lower number. Well, that well, makes sense. Calculate it, Edwin. Come on, calculate it. Sixteen using a full alphanumeric uppercase and non-alphanumeric keys. Okay, so let's, uh, let's versus, say yep. versus thirty-two twice it with just alphabet. Okay, so let's say that roughly twenty punctuation marks. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, and then alphanumeric uppercase lowercase, right? So we've got twenty. We got fifty-two for the A to Z, both uppercase and lowercase, and ten for mm-hmm. your digits, right? So that's a total yep. of eighty-two. So you've got eighty-two to the power of sixteen, mm-hmm. and we'll compare that with. So, so here's here's the the question: If you have a sixteen-character password and it's using, all, you know, punctuation marks, uppercase, lowercase digits, what length password? using only A to Z lowercase must you have to be as difficult to crack in terms of number of combinations. We're talking brute force here. Mm. So that's that's the question. So yep. 82 to the power of 16. Let me get the calculator out. 82 to the power of 16 is a huge number. So it's four point, roughly 4.2 to the power of times 10 to the power of 30. Yeah. Now... Let's say we go A to Z only, so it's 26 to the power of X is equal to 4.2 to the power of 30. Have we lost most of our listeners, by the way? (laughs) Where's everyone gone? The audience is asleep. All right, so 26 to the power of X uh, equals that number, so we need to solve for X. So we need to take the logarithm base 26. I think I'm going to get Excel out. I can't do this. is This is getting really difficult. Okay, <laughs> here we go. So log uh, four point two e thirty uh, base twenty six. That's a to z lowercase, and the answer is twenty two or twenty one point six. So you need twenty two characters. So twenty two characters. So in other words, to be tw- as complex. Okay. Yeah, so now, th- yeah, there yeah. is one thing you have forgotten, Edwin. That is with a completely random combination of 26 characters. Now, do a brute force attack, as any brute force attack would be done, with a dictionary, vastly limiting the number of combinations to only those found in words. Because that's what I'm getting at here. 
the longer the number of characters is, the more likely it is that people are just using whole words to make up those numbers. Mm, and if okay. you brute force with a dictionary attack, it limits the number of combinations. Yeah, that's true. If you are using, yeah, okay, if you are using words rather than just, yeah, and then that, that's your point, isn't it? That people are going to be using yeah. words for that longer. people are going to be using words for longer passwords longer so passwords. that they remember them. Whereas a shorter password, completely random, completely unique. Okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Just to get a ballpark on this. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go there. Just to get a ballpark. This is not totally scientific. Okay, I'm simplifying the the um, the example. The average word length is five characters. So what I'm going to do is actually figure out how many uh, five-letter words there are in the English language. And I've got a word list here, so I can do that very easily. Once we've done that, I'm going to figure out you know, how many of those you know, five-letter words you need to make up a certain number of characters, and let's see how long the password then needs to be. Shall we do it? I think so. All righty, here we go. So I've got my SQL window here. Uh, select star from... All right, so five-character words, there are 3,784. So what I'm going to calculate now is how many of those would you need if it... So we're picking, you know, a random word. Uh, if I, we're doing just five characters to get a ballpark, right? Because that's the average <laughs> word length. So, uh, you know, one of the 3,784 words, and then we're going to repeat that and see how long the password then needs to be to meet a password of letters, numbers, punctuation that is 16 characters long. Here we go. Okay, so I'm just building a formula in Excel. Now, okay, here we go. So what was the number? It was 4.2 times 10 to the power of 30. So you would need nine or eight and a half, but let's call it nine. Nine of these five-letter words, which is effectively 45 characters long. Again, based on this word length of five. Yeah. That gives you... Uh, 1.6 times 10 to the power of 32, which is actually considerably more. If you did eight words, eight five-letter words, uh, it would be times 10 to the power of 28. So it goes from 28 to 32. So as I, you know, for eight or nine five-letter mm-hmm. words. So eight and a half, you could say it's uh, 43 characters long is what you need. So yeah, if yeah. you're doing it on a dictionary, again, this is not take, doing all the combinations of different word links because obviously we're not going to, we don't, we're going to be here forever. But uh, yeah. just, just taking the average word length of five characters, you would need eight and a half words roughly. So it ends up, you're right, Brett, being a lot more than just the simple example yes. that I did, that I calculated before at 20, 20, uh, 22. It's, it's, 22. It's, 43, <laughs> it's 43, which is Yeah, it, a lot it's longer. more than twice the length. Having said that though, Brett, if you did nine five-letter words, that, that could be easy to remember, right? That's not that hard. But that's why you would do it. But then you also have to have a system which will allow you to have that many. Now, okay, let's bring this right back to Hotmail. Here's the thing I don't understand. When you're doing an encryption, it doesn't really matter how many characters you, you take when you when you take the password because you're just building a hash from it. Yeah. Why would you even need to ignore, I mean, a, beyond buffer length, but I mean the buffer, can we can be talking kilobytes of length. It, it doesn't make sense to me as to why any system should truncate the characters and then do the hash. I mean, because you're doing a hash anyway, the hash is only going to be 
32 or, or whatever, de- depending on the type of hash you're using, that number number of characters long, regardless of the input. Well, whoever created it, created it with a limit. Makes no sense to me. I remember when Windows login passwords would only take the first 16 characters. Really? And it would complain if you had put in more. Now, here's something really bad as well with the way Microsoft implemented NTLM, and this reminds me the story about the Hotmail thing kind of reminds me of that. NTLM, yes. at least the, the first iteration of it, it, I understand they, I think they revamped that later on, but the first iteration broke your password into seven, I think it was seven character chunks, calculated a hash for each of those chunks and strung them together. And so really all you needed was a brute force attack that was good enough or fast enough to crack passwords of length seven. You just got to, re- you know, you just needed to repeat it two or three times, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Really, really bad. So, in other words, yeah. three. For example, what I'm getting at here is three seven-character passwords is way, way easier to crack than one twenty-one-character password. Uh, and of course, yeah. NTLM was treating the long password as chunks of seven, which is, re- yeah. and and plus, to make it worse, Brett. If there was something left over, so say you had 10 characters, it'd break into a chunk of seven and the second one a chunk of three. And if you had any, any idea as to the length, you might get a clue from seeing someone you know, type the password. If you knew the length, then you knew that second bit was just three. That bit would be easy to crack. Yes. Anyway, that rant is over now. Excellent. Let's talk about Samsung. It's your day to rant today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's my yeah, my turn to rant. Now, let's talk about the code that you can embed in a website or in a text message even that will wipe a Samsung Galaxy S3. Mm, what's yeah, with, that's what's with that? A bit of a faux pas, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I think it's kind of it, like their back door that they well, it's a well. I think it's more. It's the factory reset setting. It's like people who buy a router and then put it into their network, right, as their wireless router or their or their eh, wired router. Yeah, whatever. It's people who buy a router and then don't bother to change the admin password or the admin username, and then go, oh my god, when somebody hacks into it, or when photocopiers etc. are in, are deployed to different places and they've got those you know system settings and they're secured with a password but none of the people who deploy them actually change it from the factory default setting yeah but the it's, I, yeah, it's but another Brad, one of those I, I can things understand. where they had a, a they had a a reset password and they didn't they didn't remove it from the, the yeah, deployment yeah but wait a sec should this be a regardless of what it is and how simple or complex it is should this ever be something that anyone can put in any web page? That seems not right to me. Mm. You, know, well, you know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't. I, there should be like a, it should be going via an API or something, not not like going not to necessarily. It depends on who coded it as to what they were doing. It might have been a testing reset. What, why would you ever so code it? So they just refresh a browser and make it reset. But why would you it ever implement that? I, I don't get it. Why would oh, you? That, Oh, the implementation of it, I can see why a, a person actually doing the design and testing would implement something that was that, that easy to do. The contention here is the fact that they left it in. If indeed the, what you're saying is the case. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. it, it seems, yeah. It's only 11 digits long, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, 11 characters so, long. 
So even less secure than our 16-digit passwords for a Hotmail. So Hotmail is more secure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now, unfortunately, that code, that, you know, secret code, if you'd like, that uh, does the factory reset is out in the wild now. It's been circulated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Samsung have already issued a patch, though. Yeah, yeah, the patch has been, the Uh, patch is already. You you do need to do the the update if you haven't already to, you know, to get that patch. And it does only affect Samsung Galaxies. Yeah. So, so if you're running good, an Android system, it's fine. Yeah, that's right. So good good for Samsung uh, in terms of getting this patch out quickly. That was good. Yeah, nice uh, and quick, very yeah. prompt. Bad um, that it happened in the first yeah, place. Bad for whoever left that in there. <laughs> so that's it, Brett, then. That's our show. That was episode mm-hmm. 186. Excellent. It was kind of a ma- mathematical show, wasn't it? Mm, it was. We put a big bit of maths in the middle of there to to, to weed out the weed out the people who don't who don't dig maths as much as we do. <laughs> That's right. What were you going to say about about next week? Oh yeah, you know, next week. How about we try for stories that don't include Apple or Samsung <laughs> or patents? Okay, we'll patents, try. Apple we'll try. Samsung. We'll technology try. Okay. people. All right, do next- cool stuff. <laughs> Okay, next week then. No stories on Samsung, no stories on Apple, and no stories Unless on Patent Unless they're incredibly phones. good stories. <laughs> like Apple buys Samsung or Samsung buys Apple or something. Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen either way. No. Okay. But it has to be a very good story about Apple or Samsung for us to, to talk about it. Otherwise, we're not talking about it for an entire episode. We're going to focus on other interesting things in tech. Okay, you've set the ground rules. So we'll it- stick to them then. Damn well, there better be some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll st- we'll go with those ground rules for next week. How's that? Excellent. All right, Brett, thank you for co-hosting this week. Always a pleasure, Ed. And uh, we will indeed do it again next week. Take care, everyone. See you then. Goodbye. Bye-bye.